Welcome back, Coyotes fans, to another rendition of your, probably your favorite, Coyotes podcast. I'm Tyler, joining me, Grandy, and a special guest. Grandy, how are we doing before we get our guest involved in here? Doing pretty good. Just uh, been watching hockey, enjoying the, once again, unseasonably warm weather in Minnesota, if you want to call 40 degrees warm. But, uh, yeah, aside from that, just doing pretty good. Just working a lot, all that fun stuff. So, like- yeah, let's introduce our guest. Let's get it going. All right. So, we have Mr. Big Tortilla here with us, sir. The floor is yours, oh, by all means. I hear you now. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Again, technology is not my friend. It's okay. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on, though, eh? I really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for coming on. Now go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Go ahead and, you know, your connection to hockey, all that good stuff. All right. So, yeah, I mean, if you're on Twitter, I mean, you guys know me as Big Tortilla. That's how I've been called Big Tortilla since, like, I was 12. So, it ain't no thing but a chicken wing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, I got into hockey at a really young age, you know. The 1980 Olympic team is when I fell in love with hockey. And I was just a little vato running around the hood. Yeah, probably the only one that liked hockey. Well, I was the only one. And, uh, you know, couldn't understand the sport because I was, like, super young. But I was like, like, oh, this is cool, man. You get to hit people <laughs> and not get in trouble. And, you know, uh, my brother and sister and I would step on the roller skates, you know, and just uh, bang out some sticks out of some plywood and stuff like that. And our pucks were old soda cans that we smashed down. And that was our pucks, and we just went play around in the street and shit. <laughs> and then uh, as I got older, you know, I just kept on going with, uh, you know, trying to get hockey. Because I, I grew up in California, so it wasn't, this was way before the Sharks were even thought of. And so hockey was not a, a big sport. Uh, but uh, I could catch a game, like, every once in a while, like, on on TV and so I'd, I'd watch a game here and there. And then the big newspaper for us was the San Jose Mercury News. And at the very back, they would have a little section about a one-inch by one-inch thing about hockey. And I'd check the scores there. You know, I know a lot of people are going to hate this, but my first team was the Boston Bruins that I root for. And so it was just always hard. And then uh, just growing up, you know, I just loved hockey until, you know, as much as I could get. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Bruins, like, yeah. I mean, I can respect that better than the Leafs or something, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah keep, keep in mind, Tyler uh, is a closeted Red Wings fan, too. So there's worse things he could be. Yeah, well, the be first, a Leafs fan. The first game I, I actually ever saw was a Boston game. So that, I, you know, they were just beating everybody up. I mean, it was against Philly. So it was a rivalry game. I didn't know that at the time, but, you know, I was just like, who are these guys, man? They're just hitting everybody. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, that, that's how I fell in love with Boston, and then just it just took over. Would that, have, would that have been the old Bobby Clark Flyers? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm old school, man. <laughs> I still remember Woodsticks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's not something I've ever really played with. I've always had the nice composite sticks. Oh, 
to mm. shoot a wood stick that that would be fun someday it's always something i wanted to do you just don't see them anywhere um, i think i got a couple somewhere in my garage or something <laughs> or i might uh, at least i might or something oh yeah so yeah but yeah i just uh i i was uh I was only a hockey fan, or so I thought, in my hometown. And then at the time, we lived about five miles out of town. So me and my brother would ride our bikes into town. And the only store that carried uh, carried the hockey news, which was the only magazine at the time, was five miles in the town. So we'd ride right in there, and that's how I got my hockey news. And I'd cut out, like, all the photos and hang it up on my wall and all that. Wow, that's cool. So, yeah, I remember setting up my allowance and uh, buying my first Rock and Stock and Hockey video, ordering it through the magazine. <laughs> so, got it? Uh, you know what? I, I probably do. I think I got one through four. So, I, I'm pretty oh. sure I do. And then uh, moved into town, moved, in, uh, moved into some uh, sketchy neighborhoods and you know, just kind of made friends with all the all the vatos out there, and you know they're like hockey. You know, hey, don't knock it till you see it. And yeah. of course, that didn't, that didn't stick. So I was just messing around. I remember one time we had a, a police officer uh, come in our town, or well, into my school, and he was talking, and he saw the stuff on my on my on my books. Back then, we used to take our our uh, Grocery bags and make book uh, book covers out of them. Put them on our books, and uh, so I had all a bunch of hockey stuff and stickers and stuff like that. And I guess the guy was from uh, New York and he was an Islanders fan. He's like, I've never cool. seen a never seen another uh, hockey fan here. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, that's cool, you know. And I just kind of went our separate ways. And then as I got older and started started getting in trouble, you know, I remember one time he he came up to me. You know, he pulled us over and he's asking us what we were doing. Of course, we were doing up to no good. <laughs> and he he remembered me. He's like, "You're the hockey kid." He's like, "What are you doing with messing with these guys?" And I'm like, "Hey, you know, these are my friends." And, and he's like, "Well, you're headed for trouble." And I'm like, "Ah, whatever, fool." And uh, he's like, "He's like, all right, all right, whatever." He's like, "We got a program, you know. I'm, I'm trying to get some kids to play hockey." He's like, "Ah, Charlie." And, uh, you know, I just kept doing what I was doing. And then, uh, uh, yeah, then one day I uh, had an incident and some people got shot. And uh, he rolled up on me and he's like, he's like, hey, just come out, dude. I, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're planning. Don't do it. Just come out here and play some hockey. You know, get to hit people. You know that. Like, all right. So I did that. And then the next thing I know. He's like, hey, we can put you on the on a bus and send you up to San Jose and start playing up there. They got a small little league up there. We'll teach you how to skate. So I did that, and you know, yeah, yeah. I just started playing hockey. You know, I, I was a defenseman. Um, I was slow as hell, but I could fight. Counts <laughs> <laughs> for something so, for sure. Uh, uh, I am my. Uh, my old time, I have a one goal. <laughs> I have one goal for three points. <laughs> hey, man. That's awesome. But I have over 300 penalty minutes, so. 
Your pride right there. Oh, hell yeah, man. I'll be so <laughs> forever. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, so it started getting me out of the game. You know, so I know my parents were happy about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, you're a good guy, man. You're a really good guy. You know, he ended up moving away, but yeah, he was a good guy. Yeah. I don't know, you know, if I would have stuck it out and what would have happened. A lot more penalty minutes to the NHL. Well, yeah. No, but I, I mean, I couldn't skate for shit. <laughs> I mean, Paul well enough to get dinner minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, I remember what I, actually it was a little funny story. Uh, we were playing a game. Actually, my team was pretty good. Uh, we were in second place down by one point. And, uh, in this game, it was a zero-zero game, and uh, we were playing the team that was above us. So, I mean, we were hitting everybody. I mean, I was doing everything. I was hooking. I had more stick infractions than you wouldn't believe. And so, our coach decided to change it up, and uh, he's like, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna play a forward position. I want you to stand in front of the net. And don't leave." I was all right. So, that. Uh, I got there, got in front of the net, and this dude just cross checks me in the back of the neck, and I go down, and I'm getting back up, and he does it again, and I look straight up at the ref, and like, hey, fool, you gonna call that? Like, Why? You've been doing it the whole game. With this <laughs> yeah, we ended up losing, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was that was fun, you know, playing all that. So yeah, I mean, I've just always been into hockey, and then. uh as I got older, you know, you know, you have to find jobs and all that. So my uncle was welder. He's like, "Hey, Mijo, you know, I come over here. You know, I got a job for you." I was all right. He's like, "It's only for a couple of weeks." And then the boss liked me. He's like, "I'll keep you on for another week." And he did that to me for like a year and a half. So he finally hired us on. And then my first real big welding job. You know, hey, uh, we got a job uh, building the San Jose Arena for the hockey club up there. Like, yeah, they didn't have a name then. They were like still trying to figure out what they were going to call them. And so, yeah, so I I got to help build the San Jose Shark Tank. So that nice. was wow. <laughs> so yeah, that was my first real big welding job. And I I can tell you for a fact, if you go to the the north side corner, there's at least seven or eight soda cans buried in that wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, so I got to lay some steel there, and uh, yeah, that's you know I got got in. Of course, you know then we have the sharks, so it's like, well, forget Boston, you know, got to be a Sharks fan. So yeah, I became a Sharks fan, and you know, I was a Sharks fan all the way up until we moved out here to Arizona. When I got married and started a family, and came out here, uh, and they're like. I didn't really like Phoenix, and I definitely did not like the Kachinas. You know, I thought they were stupid. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, the time, up, especially, but, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, everything was like original six. You know, that was the that was the style back then. That was like, you know, wave of the future stuff coming at me. I was like, I don't know about that, man. So yeah, so I just uh, chilled out, and you know, I was, I was like, well. Why do why are you supporting the Coyotes? I'm like, because I want to see hockey, dude. You know, <laughs> if they move, you know, I can't watch hockey. <laughs> you know, I can't go to a game live. 
I said, but you're not a Coyotes fan. I, said, I know, but if they lose, I mean, if they move, what the fuck? I mean, I can't go to a game. <laughs> so, I mean, I have to root for them to stay. That's one thing I don't understand about people here. You want to watch hockey, you don't have to cheer for the team, but you don't want them to move because you can watch your own team here at least once a year. <laughs> I yep, don't get my uncle Drew does. Yeah, Red Wings fan, so he'll watch whenever they come to town. He watches the Coyotes play him, so. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to be a fan. I mean, but if you want to watch a game live, that's yeah, you, that's what it is. So, yeah, I, mean, I remember one time I was watching the game on TV, and I got they were playing Chicago, and I got really upset because they couldn't get the puck out of the zone for nothing. And I was screaming at the TV, I got the puck out of the zone. I was like, why am I so passionate about them getting the puck out of the zone? It's ain't even my team. Like, wait. <laughs> I think I am a Coyotes fan. Really. <laughs> and awesome. I was like, you know, I, I, I mean, you don't watch the Sharks all the time anymore, and the, the Coyotes are on TV, so I'm just watching and watching. Like, I, I am a Coyotes fan. I was like, Pierre, orale, I am a Phoenix Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that, Ooh. you know, that's your Coyotes fan. And then a few years later, they're the Western Conference final. Yep, they need uh, to run. Well, yeah, so that's why I became a Coyotes fan. That's why I'm so passionate keeping them here. And now I've just fought for them so long that now it's like they have to stay. Yeah. Well, I think and if I we did think... it right, they've been here longer than they were when they're in Winnipeg, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, yeah. They've actually they've outlasted uh, uh, Winnipeg. They've outlasted uh, Quebec. You know, so, uh, you know, they've actually had more success as Coyotes here in Arizona than they ever did in in Winnipeg, so that's, that's a fact. <laughs> so I, you know, I don't get the whole. Oh, they've done nothing. Yeah, there's a lot of dry spells, but hey, you know what? I don't see Buffalo holding up no no Stanley Cup banners. I don't see Vancouver holding up no Stanley Cup banners other than second place. Yeah, yeah. How many years ago now is that? Twelve years ago? Thirteen yeah. years ago? Well, I mean, eventually, I, I know. I'm a person that thinks eventually every team at one point will have a championship. It's just how it's going to go, but there's a lot of pain and misery to go with it. I mean, the Cubs went, what, a hundred and something years before they got theirs, their other one? Yeah. yeah. I mean, hopefully it won't last that long, right? I hope to God, but... I mean, yeah. it, 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 I'm a Cardinals fan. I don't know if I believe in the... I don't know if I believe in the everything that's their dude. Yeah, probably. same. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Like, eh. uh, I've, you know, well, I mean, I see it because, like I told you guys earlier, you know, I was a, I'm a Twins fan. And they used to say the same thing about the Twins. You know, they'll never win a World Series, and we won two. <laughs> yeah, you know, the first one was one on the day I was born, actually. Well, so you're no destined. Way. You're destined. Yep. Yep, I was born in Minnesota. And it was the day I was born, that day, they went on to win the World Series. That's uh-huh. destiny, for sure. Ugh. Yeah, that's crazy, man. But yeah, so I mean, uh, look at Kansas City's one, Chicago is one. Um, and then you look at the NHL, you know, Carolina has a cup, the Ducks have a cup. I mean, come on. 
It's not going to be yeah. too much longer. The way the way Cooley's looking, it's not going to be too much longer before he leads us there. I, yeah, I feel it. We just gotta gotta nail the next couple of years right. Gotta get these next couple drafts right. All of that fun stuff. I'm being the biggest piece the- of shit online too when that happens. We start. Oh my god, I'm fucking everybody up. Oh, oh man, yeah, they're gonna hate me. <laughs> Same. I mean, more blocks. I already have like 400 blocks, I think, on Twitter. So I'll probably increase that number by at least threefold. I hope that's my goal. I'm not. I, I'm doing Twitter more now than I I have in the past. I I mean, I think it's like three, four years now. I've had Twitter, and I've never really gotten into it with people other than this year. So I'm waiting for my first block. <laughs> It'll come, and it's addictive. After that, it just starts rolling in. So, I just I just rolled over this guy this morning on. On fucking Twitter, it's the best. Uh, he's yeah. talking about Connor McDavid, and I, I was like, "Yeah, but he plays in Edmonton." <laughs> exactly, he gets it. My man after my own heart. It's amazing. He gets it. I shit on Canadians all the time. And that's what I told him. I said, "We're a desert team. We're supposed to be bad. You're Canadian. What the fuck?" <laughs> What's your excuse? <laughs> yeah, uh, I love this guy. How many fucking first round picks do you have to have? They say. I mean, <laughs> fuck, man, you guys, you guys ruined Taylor Hall. How the fuck do you do that? And you had him with Brandon David. You had the two together, and he fucking blew it. Oh, I love I traded him for a second pair defenseman, <laughs> one for one. Now the one thing I saw, and Gosh. I knew it was a, joke, but now I'm not so sure it's a joke anymore. They thought. I read the the comments thinking they said uh, they thought they were getting Ekman Larson, <laughs> and I was like, ah, that that's stupid. He knows who Ekman Larson is. And now I look at it like maybe that fool didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he really did thought he was traded for Oliver Ekman Larson instead of Larson. <laughs> oh I mean, man. Oh, God. I I don't get it. And then I cut him off at the pass, and I told him, "Said what? Are you going to tell me about?" The cups you used to have? Okay, let's break open the history books. Yeah, so ancient history books. You gotta go to, like, the archive shit. Although I do remember them. <laughs> I remember watching them. <laughs> Which sucked. <laughs> but back then, there oh. was no internet. So I didn't know how Canadians would would be like that. You know, I always thought Canadians were cool people. Until the internet showed me otherwise. <laughs> Yeah, they uh, they definitely are. It's like anything else. I mean, I'm sure people think the same thing about Arizona people and they see my Twitter profile, so I'm sure they're like, I thought Arizonans were nice. Yeah. No. Yeah, there's there's good eggs and there's bad eggs everywhere. I love Twitter because I've had some great interactions with other teams from bases. Mm-hmm. And I love Twitter because I've had some absolutely all-out brawls with other teams' fan bases. <laughs> so awesome. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's the best of both worlds. I mean, now you got to pay for two-factored factorization, but you know what? As the Titanic goes, I'll keep on trolling and getting blocked as much as I can. Yeah. So. You know, who, 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 how these people think they are? That, you know, oh, one minute they're all crying about, oh, hockey's for everybody. Oh, except if mm-hmm. you're in the desert. Arizona. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's always bugged me. That has always mm-hmm. bugged me. I... I'm a very strong pro- proponent, very strong believer in hockey is for everyone. I don't think any team should get moved. I don't think anything like that. 
how can you wish that upon someone else? How can you wish that upon any fan base? It's just, let's grow the game. Let's grow the game together. Let's make this beautiful game we all love stronger and able to last longer and better in the future. Oh. And they talk about diversity, all right? You know, this state is a predominant Hispanic and Native American state. I mean, it's just what it is. So, I mean, eventually you're going to get more Hispanics into the game. And you're going to take that away? How's that being inclusive? I mean, same with California and Florida with the with the Cubans and, and the Puerto Ricans down there. I mean, if you got to start this game, but you actually don't believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, just want to, you just want your little Canadian teams up there, and that's all you want. And, you know, it's stupid. Yeah, let's send a the, from the fifth largest metropolitan area slash like media center to a town that like three people live in in Quebec. Like, yay, great idea! Fantastic uh, idea. Love, I'd love to see more teams in Canada. I think it would be awesome, but they're just not there yet. The, the size of their but just like are... Hamilton in Quebec. Like, what is the point? Like, even if you like, I don't know, just the whole logistics of the entire thing is like just, the only other okay. place would be Saskatchewan. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everything else that's big enough is all back east. And what are you going to do? Have like 40 teams in the east? That's stupid. Plus, most are already dedicated Leafs fans. So you move to Hamilton, they're already Leafs fans. You move to Quebec, they're pretty much, for the most part, I'm sure, Montreal fans. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Just well, the logistics of it all. Warned, I remember they warned them. They fucking warned them. I, I was there. I remember it. It's not stuff I fucking read on the internet shit. I fucking remember watching it. They warned them. If we move the team out of Quebec, you're shit out of luck, fools. No. So give us this arena. And they all said no. And so they said, all right, so we're going. And they left. And now they're all crying. Then they built the fucking arena. It's like fucking people telling Noah, hey, let us in after it's already started raining. Too late, fool. (laughs) Too late. Yeah, no, you're right. No, ship sailed, man. He warned you. (laughs) One of my favorite comments I get is how much help the Coyotes have been given to stay here. And yes, Gary Bettman has been instrumental in us staying here. But we've never gotten an All-Star game. We've never gotten a draft. We've never gotten an optional game of any kind down here. We've Never gotten the first or second overall pick. What help have we actually gotten that actually matters in building that fan base? We've done a remarkable job building this fan base considering what we've had to work with over the 30 years of it. It's just... See, in those 30 years, like you're saying, like in those 30 years, like how many good years would you say, like an actual, like a season you'd call a W, we're there. Like, just keep it honest. You know what I mean? Like, so it's the fact that the Coyotes fans are as ravenous and as energetic as we are, despite this team not being the best club in hockey, is pretty remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, these people are so stupid. I mean, if it wasn't for Gary Batman, this would be a, a 10 to 12 team league. Guaranteed. Fuck, they couldn't even find the owner for Montreal back in the day. And the Penguins, too. Weren't the Penguins almost sold, too? 
Yeah, but I mean, fucking Montreal, the, the so-called mecca of hockey, they couldn't find a fucking owner. Yeah. And oh. Americans own that team. And they won't fucking want to run us down? Fuck you, putos, man. Fuck you, know, fuck those. I, I, ah, here I go. Calm <laughs> <laughs> down, calm down. I love it. I know, I love it. I love the energy. I mean, but fuck, dude. I mean, there would be no Battle of Alberta. I guarantee you, there would not be. Because Calgary would not be there. Fucking Gary Bettman saved the Calgary Flames. Yeah, but it's no problem because it's a Canadian club. Yeah. So. And then oh, you guys moved there. the last team that fucking got moved well, was fucking but... Atlanta was the fucking last team to get moved. And where'd they go? Canada. Winnipeg. So, what the fuck up? They don't hey, have an airport. You guys flashes back. <laughs> or build your cities bigger. You know, stop taxing the hell out of your people and let your cities fucking grow. <laughs> but that's a whole thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can definitely go on the logistics of that side for sure. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I, you know, again, I'd love to see more teams up there. I mean, I th- I think it'd be great, but I mean, they they what? want to run the bit about it, you know, diversity. Yeah, you don't care about diversity. One thing I That's know what... you had commented on it when we had the conversation, and you said that you had this all prepared. We talked about a two team expanding two teams to the NHL. Where would you put them? Uh, in Saskatchewan, uh, uh, the the larger city in Saskatchewan. Okay. I would put a, a team there. Now, yeah, they're going to need help, but check it out. I mean, Winnipeg is the smallest arena in the NHL. So, I mean, clearly, and they're okay with the five thousand. Well, they're not okay, but. With with the temporarily mullet. they're okay with yeah. the mullet. Yeah, but I mean, so you you could build technically a small arena that you know holds a little bit more. I mean, you know, ten thousand, you know, fifteen, you know, that'd be okay. I think it would draw there. You know, they're the only only thing in the area, so I mean, they have no competition, and that's the other thing they don't think about is the it's- competition. And that is a hockey mad area. Dylan Cousins is from there, and he's the first top ten pick in uh, from Saskatchewan, I think ever. But I might be mistaken on that. But I know he was the first in a long time from that area, and he is beloved up there. He, yeah. it's it is a hockey mad area, and. Again, like we just talked about, growing the game means putting teams up there to get more kids to watch that the sport and more kids saying, I want to play this growing up. Get more kids playing it adds more talent to the talent pool of the overall game. Yep. Uh, I, talked, I talked to a buddy up there. He's actually from Saskatchewan, and he was like, uh, there's too many people in the rural area that would have to travel too far. And it's like, hey, you know what? I've been battling Canadians about my team for years, and they always say, hey, we'll travel. We'll go mm-hmm. two hours to see a team. So what the fuck? Sorry again. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you're totally fine. Yeah, I mean, I've made trips like that too. I've done a four hour drive well, one way to, when I lived in Texas, all the way up from San Antonio to Dallas to watch a game. So. Sure, done that before. Yeah, I mean, 
So yeah, uh, and then uh, it's the other city I was thinking of. Well, I was thinking uh, Hamilton could do it, but now I'm not so sure. I mean, they kicked out the Bulldogs. I don't know if you guys knew about that. I, <laughs> I didn't know about that. I, I was I, I shouldn't, but I was laughing when I saw that because this is this is the team they wanted to move Arizona to. This was where they wanted to move yeah. Arizona to. And they they can't, didn't even they, talk about the Bulldogs that they were kicking them out of the of the arena. Well. <laughs> uh, and they want to talk about us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, hey, how come it's good for you guys, but it's not good for us? You know, Ottawa has the same problems as us, and you'll listen to that, but you won't listen to us? You know more about our team from a five-minute clip you heard on the radio or on PSN than listening to us who are actually here and follow the team daily. Yeah, but TSN just gets like a snippet. They just get the headline and run with it. They don't even really like, do the whole story. Yeah, it's always, and most of it's bull. You know, at what point do you realize, hey, maybe they're gaslighting us? But it, it's always, oh no, it's because of Batman. It's cause, no, it's because they're lying to you. That's not the truth. It's not what's happening. It's all it, man. It's, it's crazy just getting into the media of everything. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, the drugs. I understand. Oh, I know. As a person that battles Canadians, I also understand. No, and and there's always the few. There's a few where they'll actually listen to me. They're like, ah, "I didn't know that." And I'm like, "Yeah," and we'll have actually have a conversation. But it's the ones that are like, "Oh, you don't know what the hell you're talking about because you're in Arizona." So you don't know anything about hockey. It's like, fool, I know more than you. What the hell are you talking about? Come on down. Funny Matthews jerseys are being worn in Canada right now as we speak. Yeah. Matthew Nyes. Tom Dave Thompson. I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it really is. I mean, you just mentioned three names that wouldn't be playing the game if it wasn't for the fact that hockey was in Arizona. It, yeah, even it, the, the intro to Austin Matthews' last game, was, what was it, NHL 22? They only had him in a white Kachina jersey watching Ovechkin score, and that's like this whole inspiration or whatever. That was like the whole thing, the whole opening video. How do yeah. you Canadians not see that and be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, what? It's the opening of the game. Talking about... Talking about diversity in hockey is for everyone. He's one of the first Latino superstars. I mean, he's half Latino, but still. Yeah, something. More than we had before. It's because he's from here. Mm-hmm. They, they don't use him, right? Uh, and... No, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I get people all the time about, like, how can you be in hockey? You're a Mexican. Like, <laughs> because I get, like I explained, I grew up on it. It's the thing I saw on TV, and I just fell in love with it, and I fucking searched it out. Exactly. Like, I mean, oh. no matter how all of us came to the game some of us were introduced yep. by parents some of us found it on our own but we all came to the game because we fell in love with it the same way watching it yep. usually watching yeah. our local teams but watching it somehow 
starting a fan base somewhere. My first actual game I went to, which is kind of neat because it, it, it turned out to be the Coyotes, but it was Winnipeg, the Winnipeg Jets taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins at the Oakland Coliseum. That's cool. And I, I met Dale Halichuk. He was hurt. He couldn't play the game, and I was wandering the stadium, and I bumped into him. Oh, that's awesome. And he gave me a putt. <laughs> wow. And so, yeah, so it's like, and I sit there one day, and I was like, hey, you they actually became the Coyotes. So I was the Coyotes. <laughs> so, yeah, so I mean, the, the oh. whole bubble thing, and uh, you know, we're like, oh, we got to beat the first, you know. Uh, no one believed that shit. Yeah, no one I, I mean, talked to, minority people that I know that actually watch hockey, they didn't believe it. Uh, it's just a show. They don't mean it. Like, yeah, of course they don't. I think the Coyotes are making good strides in that too. You know, just the way they're doing their jerseys and stuff, they're very doing a very good job of like kind of connecting all of Arizona. They're not really afraid to embrace the kind of desert hockey, you know, kind of, I don't want to say not your dad's original six, because that was a terrible tagline, but you know, I'm kind of chilling with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. They definitely do do a good job about it. It's nice to see. I've been on that bandwagon for a while. You know, back when I remember uh, sending uh, drawings I did of jerseys or hockey masks to Chica, you know, saying, hey, we should do this. Uh, you know, hmm, that's really cool. Oh, that looks cool. But I mean, nothing ever happened to it. But I mean, I like to think there, were, there was a seed planet because I was like, hey, if the team's struggling for money and half the state is Hispanic, <laughs> they're being left yeah. out. You're leaving money on the table, fool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. money on the table. Mm-hmm. That's something no Coyotes owner has understood until, until Morello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not sure, but I think I know Javier. Because um, he's from San Jose, and my dad worked there. My dad was, uh, uh, he taught business, and uh, <laughs> And uh, and he was in the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce up there, so I I think they know each other. But my my dad passed away, so during the outbreak of COVID, so I can't ask him. <laughs> but still, I'm pretty still sure. Cool connection. Yeah, so I mean, I know what they're trying to do. I don't know about the playing of the Mexican music at the arena. <laughs> Is that what they've done? I haven't been to uh, since they've been to Mullet. But well, I they I didn't hear it at the Mullet when I went and saw them at da- against Dallas. Oh, well, that was a brutal game. <laughs> <laughs> but I I remember uh, uh, we were at the last game at at uh, Gila River, and they were playing Mets game. And he said, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't want. I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems a little pandering to me, but I mean, I get it. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, but it did seem a little pandering. I was like, you know, you want to increase what I say is, you know, do some team hockey cards in Spanish so kids can actually know who these players are. Not a bad idea. <laughs> listening, Coyotes. There's a good one right there. Oh, yeah. 
And then hey, you're talking limited edition, so then you're helping the, the card market as well. <laughs> Better start to uh, get some patents on these ideas or trademarks. Hey, remember, I, I thought of it, so you steal my ideas, I'm coming for you. <laughs> you, heard it, you heard it here. You heard it here. I got some righteous homies. We'll ride up. We'll be careful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oops. yeah. That's what I love about hockey. I mean, I, I remember L.I.F. Freddy. I remember watching those slap shots. I remember Al McKinnis. I remember staying up and watching Clint Malarchuk get his throat cut on TV. Oh, I've seen that on YouTube. Yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> I remember staying awake for the Islanders Capitals uh, game in the playoffs, and then begging my dad not to send me to school because I was so tired because that game stayed on way too late. Wow! Like, so uh, when they tell me I don't know about hockey, so I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I remember these games; you don't even remember them unless you saw a video of it, some highlights or something. weren't even around. What's that? weren't even around. Yeah, I mean. So don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I've when been you, around for a while. <laughs> I was going to ask. So when you saw that the cars were getting new ownership, how did you? What were you feeling about that? You thought it was kind of the. Did you expect big things? You expect what we're having now, just a good GM, or do you think it was going to be the same old Coyotes back when we got that owner? You know, what's funny is I've never been a big, uh, you know, oh, you know, you know, kind of Hispanic, you know, or this Hispanic, you know, you know, I've never been that type of guy, but. You know, when he got hot, when he got announced, I really did feel a sense of pride. And I was like, wow, that's that's really cool. And I was expecting really big things, especially because he was real. He he showed himself for real when he said, of course, I want to fucking win. <laughs> you know, people don't talk like that, you know, but Hispanics do. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, I sure yeah. shit want to win, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sure, shit, I want to win. I was like, that's awesome. that's, that's me right there, man. It's straight from the hood. <laughs> from the Clico, man. That's your vote. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I was, I was stoked. And then the moves he made, I mean, because you know they green lighted the heat, they green lighted to get Kessel because they knew they were going to get him. Because they didn't have the money unless they had the backing of a, a billionaire owner. And he's like, yeah, get that fool. So that's I knew that's how they got him. Because otherwise they wouldn't have got him. Because they didn't have the money. And so, I mean, seeing, hearing all this stuff before from the previous owners. Oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And we quickly realized that wasn't going to happen. And then we started seeing the stuff. Happened when I started seeing them, you know, invest in the interior of the team to improve it. I was like, ah, oh, they're going to do this right. Yeah. Yep. So that was the that was the moment I became all in when I started seeing just how much we were uh, investing in the scouts. Something we had never done in the past. Yeah. Did you I know mean, that the Coyotes have the largest scouting budget in the NHL? Beautiful. That. Yeah, and then we have the we st- we had the lowest at one point. We it was like Craig Morgan zero. loves to talk about it all the time. We had one scout covering all of Europe, so we just yeah. threw Europe in the trash. We didn't even look at players from there because how could you? 
Yeah. Uh, Sebastian Ajo. Sebastian Ajo never had a chance of being drafted here because we didn't scout him. Yeah. I mean, how, I, I don't get it how people think you could build a team like that. You know, I understand a lot of people are like, oh, we should get this player and that player. That's not fixing the problem. That's putting a Band-Aid on the problem. You know, I, yeah, I want big-name players here, too, but, you know, not at the cost of, of being a great organization. You know, we'll what, win one, two years, and that's it? That's what you guys really want? Totally. That's, uh, that's it. Arizona teams up to date right now. Yeah, it's what happened with Taylor Hall and Phil Kessel. We, yeah. It helped us for two, three years and then left us in the hole we're in now. It's what happened with the current Vancouver Canucks. It's why they're such a mess. You don't build good, sustainable teams that way, and that's what I want is a good, sustainable team. I'm more than happy to put up with this period of rough hockey if it means we get that. And for the first time ever, I truly feel like we are getting that because of the investments we've made off the ice. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I mean, how many owners would really just be okay with you purposely tanking? That's why the Vancouver Connection is so bad. Aquilini, whatever his name is, doesn't want to tank. Like, it's how many owners are just like, okay, yeah, go ahead. It's a lot. He won't even mention the name rebuild. Nope. So, and they worry about us. Hey, worry about your own team right now, fool. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I don't want. If, if saw an article last night about Vancouver connects about us, like the whole Kyrie's don't want to spend on a on a big contract. Well, no, because we actually have a plan. Mm-hmm. But you know, here's the other thing. I here's the other thing I find funny about that because I read the same exact article. They get on us and they laugh at us when we acquire contra- big contracts that are bad yes. because we're the we're the we're the dumping ground of the NHL. And then they get on us and laugh at us when we say no, we're not going to do that with this trade. We know what we have. We're going to. We don't want uh, entry level players back because oh we're cheap. We want entry level players back because that's what's also known as you know prospects. Like, it's mm-hmm. we have a plan with this. It's just oh my the frustration I felt reading that article was just oh it was so absurd. I, I read I read out this whole thing and was like, you know what? They're not gonna listen. I'm just gonna waste my fucking time, so I deleted it. But, I that's mean, that's how that's how I've been lately on Twitter. It's just I don't even bother picking the fights because all you're doing is wasting your own time. It's just they're not going to listen. They're not going to agree. If if they agree, or if they um, if they're the type that's willing to discuss and understand, you can usually tell almost immediately. Yeah. So it's just not worth it. It's not worth the stress. It's not worth the time I'm wasting. I have better things to do than argue with you. Now, if it's a big time contract. And it's like for two years, that kind of fits in the window. I could see them doing that, but we're not going to take a a fucking five year contract just because we can. That doesn't help us. That that puts us farther behind. Yeah, you know, it's stupid. It's... Like, like I said, you know, oh Pronger and 
Hosa and you know, fuck you, putos, man. We got a plan. Don't worry about it. They're and mad when we acquire them, and then they're mad because we won't solve their issues for them. And yeah, when you start trying to playing banners and saying how that happened, you'll know why. Where'd that keep team come from? Hey, because we had a plan, an mm-hmm. actual plan with owner yep. behind it, back it, a fucking real GM. You know, that knows what he's doing, that put the work in, you know, boots on the ground, in the trenches. He knows what to do. He's the, he's wore all the hats. We, we finally got a GM. And his first big decision. The last draft when we got Gunther, that was an amazing call. But this was his first true draft, I felt like, because it was the first one yeah. he went in yeah. with, with the plan. His first decision was... Shane Wright or Logan Cooley. And as we were talking about before we started recording, I don't see how you can't say, as of this moment in time, he didn't make the right call there. Logan Cooley should have gone first overall. His talent is unreal. You see it every time he steps on the on the ice. He's unreal. And a lot of people gave us grief for going right over him. Or going him over right. Hey, can I call out a YouTuber? Are you sure? Why not? Okay. Legal Department says it's okay. Le- Lego 99. Mm-hmm. That fucking yep. fucking when that happened, he made it sound like we didn't know what we were doing when Shane Wright fell to us. And he's like, and they didn't know what to do, so they just went ahead and stuck with what we were doing, what they had on the board. Yeah, it's called having a plan. Yeah, it's called, you know, we knew what he was. We scouted him. All year, we were dead last for most of the year, so we were scouted him, so we knew what he was. And, you know, and then I know people say, you know, he didn't want to come here and stuff like that. I don't know if that part's true, only because if you watch the NHL Insider video... Yeah, it the- looked like he wanted to come here. He was excited. Yeah, that's what I heard. Someone said, I don't know where I saw that, but someone said he wanted to be here. I think it might have been GMBA himself said like he wanted to play here. He wanted to be a Coyote. That's why they drafted him. That's why well, I heard well, somewhere. I don't know. Well, when they called Cooley's name, they they flash over to Shane Wright and he goes, that hurts. If that hurt, if that hurt and he didn't want to be here, he wouldn't have said that. He wouldn't yeah. have said that hurt. He would have just said, okay, cool. The way it made it look, that pick hurt worse than the Montreal pick. I think everyone knew he wasn't going to New Jersey. He himself looked like he knew that. The Montreal one, it stung him, and he was obviously pissed at them because he felt he should have gone first overall, which, again, I did like that about him. I think that's a great thing. Yeah, I did too. But it's just... He wanted to be here. I think it's very easy to say watching that. But again, GMBA made the right call, and he even explained it after the draft. He said that Shane Wright was a phenomenal player and has no doubts he'll be a phenomenal player, but he wanted a guy who was more of a playmaker and lifted up the players around him versus more of a finisher. I thought he was New Jersey. My worry was New Jersey was going to take Louis. And I know, you know, they say, well, they've already had all these centers, but you still take the best player. Yeah, I think that's true unless you're in the last stages of a rebuild like they are. In which case, 
take the best player at your position of need. Like Simon Nemich is going to be an incredible player. Yeah, I agree. Um, and was one of my draft crushes from last year. So yeah, I, I don't think I don't think New Jersey made a mistake per se doing that. That's but, who uh, I had. Cooley. That's who I had if we couldn't get Cooley. Was Nemich. Simon Nemich? Yeah. Same here. Yep, same here. I was actually thrilled, though, when New Jersey dropped to us because I, I, I thought that guaranteed us getting Cooley. Once New Jersey oh, this, jumped up. I had, I had a draft party here at my, at my house, and the video of me jumping up into the ceiling, into the ceiling fan, when I saw who they picked, I knew exactly who we were going to take after that. I was like, yeah, he's going to be a coyote. We got, we got Cooley. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was epic. <laughs> my, oh. my son invited all his friends who are just now getting into hockey, thanks to my son. You know, they went to their first hockey game a couple of weeks ago, and they absolutely loved it. So, yeah. So, we had them here watching the draft and like, is that guy good? And and they're like, oh, I guess the way your dad's acting, he's really good. <laughs> so stoked oh. we drafted him. Oh, man. Yeah, I, th- I think I pretty much had everyone on the podcast convinced Cooley was legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Actually, so. you said too. I think you said a couple months before it that Shane Wright wasn't the guy. I remember. I right. started talking. I started talking about Logan Cooley over Shane Wright in December. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was like March or April is when I jumped on that wagon, and then seeing uh, was it Steve Peters? He was saying the same exact thing. I was like I, so I'm not a fool. <laughs> Yeah, Chris Peters, he knows what he's talking about because he also had Jimmy Snuggerud higher than anybody else did. Uh, I so wanted Snuggerud. I so wanted him. Yeah, it's... uh, Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah, if you could have that connection, that would be special. I wasn't high on Geeky, but you know what? He's changed my mind. I'm not ashamed to to say I was wrong on on that guy. So, I mean, I think he's going to fit in. I think he's going to fit in nice as a third line center for us long term. But you need those; those are needed. Oh, yeah, that's okay. And that's what maybe he, maybe he surprises and it is a second line center, which I'll be more than happy with. You need you need in the modern day NHL you need to be three centers deep. You really do. You need to have three lines you can roll that can attack at any time. Almost every of the truly great teams have at least three centers they can rely on. So getting that guy like Geeky helps so much in that regard. Well again, if you look at Edmonton, you look at Toronto, they don't have that. Look at where they be. Yeah, um, Edmund, or Toronto has been looking for it so much that they just went and spent three, four draft picks to tr- try to acquire a third line center. Essentially, I don't know how that works for them. I, I don't know. I don't like Toronto, but I do have friends that like Toronto, so I try to be respectful for them. And like, I don't know, homie. I don't know. 
I know you're it's a big name and you're happy right now, but it could be fool's gold right there. You know, because you didn't address your goalie, you didn't address your back end. I guess he still could, but I mean, you're up against it. <laughs> yeah, because this is it. This is if they don't get out of the first round of the playoffs, this really is the last year of Toronto's core because their GM is up, their coach is up, so they're both gone if they don't get out of the first round. You have to make changes at this point. You can't keep going forward with the same core. John Tavares is going to be almost untradeable. You're not going to get much for him. Mitch Barner's contract is so big, again, you're probably not going to get much for him. So do you trade? You're stuck trading Nylander, who's been your second best player all year, or Matthews, who's one of the best players in the entire NHL. It's just they're in a very, very bad position going forward if they don't win this year. Oh, well. How's this? I mean, we get the arena approved, which I believe will happen, but we get the arena approved. We have the cat space. You know, you look at the prospects we have, you know, what doesn't entice Matthews to come home? Exactly. Playing with a guy like Logan Cooley has to be very intriguing to Matthews. Playing with some of this talent we have in Keller, who's one of his best friends, has to be intriguing to him. I mean, and then, like you said, the arena, which I personally believe, especially with the help of Tempe wins, will get improved. But, mm -hmm. um, now, this, this may not seem like it. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was trailing off because I didn't know where I was going to go next. So, yeah, go oh. ahead. I, this may not seem like a big deal, but for for us, for Hispanics, this is a huge deal. We're mama boys. And his mama lives here. You know, so to come home to be next to his mom, I mean, he obviously loved his mom because... Uh, him and his mom going to a Mexican restaurant in Toronto. It's actually a pretty good video, but, you know, he, she rules that house, and he listens, and you know, he'll be close to his mom. He wouldn't want that. I mean, and he's going to get left alone for the most part, not like he does in Toronto, where he's tired of hearing the same old thing about, you know, oh, what's it like to grow up in Arizona and play hockey? Like, again with that question? Yeah, they're, they're the ones chasing them out. It's not us. But, no, I mean, it's the it's the insane pressure that the Toronto media puts on its players. It's if you don't live up to one hundred percent of their expectations, they disown you. Unless you're a Toronto boy, which is why mm -hmm. it's taken so long for the same pressure to be applied to Mitch Marner and John Tavares. They're doing, trying to um, get Hispanics. I mean, what better person to put that load on than him, than Austin Matthews? So for Andy, every Hispanic fire, and look at, he did it. He's Hispanic. And you know yeah. he will embrace that. He would embrace mm -hmm. that role. Especially here. More his, so, yeah. I mean, his nickname is Poppy. Come on. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, to me, I mean, again, I ain't gonna call it like an alcoholic. I don't know if he's coming here, but it does make sense. We can pay him. We can give him the years. You know, he's next to family. He's got an arena. He'll be beloved by every fucking Hispanic kid in the in the Phoenix area. And you know, it's a win-win all the way around. Now, LA could come up and offer him something. You know, uh, Colorado. I don't know if Colorado could. I don't know. If no, I are. really think LA is one of the few teams that really can because they have a relatively clean cap sheet after the next couple of years. They have some easy-to-move contracts that helps clean it. They have a lot of prospects. LA is the one that really makes sense for him to go to outside of here. Colorado is going to be paying too much to McKinnon and then McCarr and then Rantman and then Landis Cog, so I don't think they will. Say something Anaheim crazy. might, but I don't know. Uh, I know people are gonna gonna like be mad at me or whatever. Like Atrakia doesn't know what he's talking about. We can win without Bedard. We can win without Matthew. We we got the prospects to do it. We got the team to get, to to build up. It'll take longer, but we can do it because we got Cooley. We got uh, we got the number one pick. We got that dynamic player. So why wouldn't he want to come here? It's like they could win without me, but with me there, could win more. Exactly. We'll my whole point here. of my whole point of embracing the tank and wanting us to lose is because I think it speeds up the rebuild. <laughs> I don't think it fails the rebuild if we don't pick top five. I just think it takes a couple years off the end of it. Um, but. Matthews does the same exact thing. In fact, he speeds it up even more, and he knows yeah. it. Yeah. Because there is going to be growing pains with Bernard. Our Pantilli. Oh, it, it, I've been talking about it for the last three months. I think no matter what happens, we are an incredibly young team next year. We are still mm-hmm. going to be a bad team next year. It's just we're going to yeah. be a lot more fun to watch. Yeah. And then I, I listened to... Uh, an interview with uh, with Bill Armstrong on uh, the sports station around here with Burns and Gamble, whatever they're worth. But uh, anyways, he's like, in two years, I expect to be buying players. So, so I mean, it, he's ready to start doing it. I mean, who said it? Uh, the the rebuild's not over, but the tank is after this year, which I I can agree with. Yeah. I- that's that's been my motto. Uh, the tank is over. We're not cheering for losses anymore. I still think yeah. they're naturally going to come. Like I said, young teams are bad. It just happens. Look at the Ducks this year. It it happens. Young teams are bad, but it's but it's going to be so different than what this year is because you're not cheering for losses. You're seeing yeah. the improvements every week. Oh, it's going to be yeah. so exciting. These next couple of years are going to be so exciting. But speaking of the buying players and the rebuild and all of that, I know you disagreed with something we said on pod recently about Shane Goss's bear and how we didn't think oh, yeah, we'd yeah. be able to resign him. So do you want to, do you want to expand on that a bit? Yeah. So, I mean, again, I can't call it like an alcoholic. I don't know. You know, I can't predict the future 
Um, and I'm not saying that this is what will happen. I'm just saying this is a, could be an opportunity for him. Is you know the cap, depending on who you listen to, may or may not go up. Uh, like a million bucks, it may go up a million bucks, and that's about it. So there's not going to be money out there, the money that he's going to want. And you know, so he could you know, decide to bet on himself and say, yeah, I could do Arizona for one or two more years till the cap goes up and get the money I want and go to a contender. So I can see that happening. That he'll sign for at least one or two more years. You know, he loves it here. You know, we, we embraced him and, and I know he loves that. So he could just say, hey, you know, the, the opportunity is not out there for me to get the money I want you know, the, the right situation. So, yeah, I'll, I'll stay one or two more years in Arizona. I wouldn't have to re-root uh, my family my that I just started, you know, play for. And then, who knows, maybe you get traded, you know, I'll add uh, Taylor Hall. You know, to See, a, that's one thing I've never understood why more players don't do if you do, and granted it backfired horribly on uh uh John Klingberg this year who actually did it but i don't understand if you're not going to get your big long term contract why not take a one year deal with a rebuilding team um sign with them play a much bigger role than you would have anywhere else Almost guarantee yourself you're going to be on a playoff team because they will trade you at the deadline, mm-hmm. and then make your money the year after. It does make sense to do that. I think the market could be bigger than we're expecting for a guy like Ghost Bear, but I do see the potential of what you're saying. I do see that being a very, very plausible outcome. Yeah, I, I, I don't. What is it say? Oh yeah, I think that's a a possibility. I'm not again. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not putting artificial preservatives on that. You know, thinking saying that that's what's going to happen because I'm I'm just the tortilla here in Phoenix. Well, actually in Mesa, but you know, it's just well, how no, I see a, it. That's all. That's all this podcast is. It's a group of buddies getting <laughs> together, talking hockey, and having a good time. Usually drunk. <laughs> that was started drunken war zone that's how it started that was the yeah, origin that, story of uh, the podcast that is exactly how it started we were all just <laughs> playing video games together talking hockey and we're like you know we should start a podcast and then here we are what going on two years later here we are still on the air yeah somehow yeah, yeah I found this one on, on twitter and I was like, it was, and quickly became one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Well, we appreciate it. And I run the Twitter account, and it makes my day seeing how you interact with uh, almost every episode. I have to say that it really does put a smile on my face when you're commenting on something we said on there or you have a, a point you want to make about it. And it's, it does, it makes my day. I share it with the group. And yep. we talk about it, discuss it on the next pod usually, and then yeah, so it, it does, it helps us keep going with uh, the interactions. Yeah, I usually like listen to it like on Monday while I'm at work. 
so I'm not just welding all day long. <laughs> yeah. I, so like, I don't know. I I don't. I could listen to it on Sundays, but it's like, well, then I have li- nothing to listen to on Monday. <laughs> exactly. I listen to my podcast when I'm either working out or, uh, when I'm driving to from place to place. So. I know that feeling there pretty much, pretty well. Yeah, so I, I got my favorite podcast on there. So, you know, like, again, uh, NHL Draft Class, check it out. NHL Draft Class. Um, you learn a lot. They have a lot of the uh, prospects on there. Uh, a lot of interviews and stuff like that. So they're really good. Uh, but I listen to PHNX, but uh, I, I have my issues with them too, but. Oh, well, I, I like PD. <laughs> yeah, I like PD a lot. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, and yeah, there's uh, I respect Greg for the information he puts out, but I don't want to hear his his other stuff. <laughs> well, I guess uh, before we kind of wrap this up and ask your the uh, I'm on a tradition of your Carries Mount Rushmore. Do you have any last things you want to kind of say before we kind of close this out? Uh, let me ask you guys this. If mm-hmm. it's not Bernard, we're not in the top five. Who are you liking? I I have a list. <laughs> I really I like list. Will Smith. I really yes. like Will Smith. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, we're on I the same page. I, th- I think he's, he's going to be really good. I could see him be a strong uh, second-line center behind Cooley. Um. I like Colby Harlow. I like him. I thought he would be a later round pick, but Corey Pronman had him ranked really high in his ranking. So I'm not so certain about that anymore. But I like him. I like his speed. I like his intensity. Uh, I'm in love with Zach Benson. Like, in love with Zach Benson. I get it. I just don't know if he fits the GMBA mold because he's so small. Yeah, and we already have so many small players, but those three are really the three that have stuck out to me. Like I said, I had Colby Harlow as a later round pick, so I don't know if I'm thrilled taking him in that range. But that's the thing with this draft is it really feels like five through fifteen is the same. You're getting a good player in that range, no matter what. So, yeah. So for me, it's Will Smith. I've heard him described as a cheaper uh, Logan Cooley. So if that's true, I mean, anywhere near that being true, I mean, that's freaking awesome. And, you know, watching the highlights of him and stuff like that, you know, I like what I see, but obviously, you know, they're highlights, so you're only going to get the best of the best of those. But I like uh, Brandon Yeager. Because I love his size. I love what he... I know he needs some work. I know he needs to work on his skating and puck decisions, but that's something he can learn. Uh, but I love his size for it, you know, because he does fit the GM mold. So, yeah. Yeah. I can tell you, because me and Matt were just having this conversation, that his two, he said the same thing about we all have Will Smith on there. We all have Will Smith as like our number one if we don't pick one of the four main guys. But 
he has Brandon Yeager too. He really likes him. And then Oliver Moore, who is a guy I'm just now getting into based on his recommendation. I haven't read enough about him, but I really liked what I've seen so far. So that's yeah. another one that you may that I would recommend checking out. He seems tantalizing. Now I brought this up as a suggestion, as a suggestion to my son. You know, not actually thinking this was real or anything, but just to get the brain thinking. If we can't get any of those players, what about trading down to get another asset and taking a defenseman? I know it's not a defenseman draft, but there are some good defensemen out there. Personally, it would have to depend on the other asset. Yeah. I think we still need another really good forward, so I would still go that. And the next year is supposed to be a really good, really deep defenseman draft. And I don't think we're going to be picking in the top three, which is all forward. Right now. Now, this is obviously subject to change. All draft classes will change in a year. But right now, it looks like the top three are forwards, and then there's a lot of defensemen after that. So I think going hard for defensemen next year is the is the play get a defenseman this or get a forward with our first round pick this year then get some defensemen in the later rounds and then go hard after that really good defenseman next year well 2024 but, that's a really good defenseman that's yeah all, that's, that's, i mean all up and down that ground so i mean i wouldn't mind waiting either so i mean I, it's just something i wanted people to think about now, hey maybe we could do this yeah and that's oh, yeah, thing, like I was like I was just saying, five through fifteen is is essentially the same tier in this draft. You're getting almost yeah. the same quality of player. Five through fifteen, you can trade down, and you're still going to get a really good player. It's it, it's just who you get. Um, again, Corey Pronger was talking about David Reinbecker. He was another guy who he had really high. He had him in his top six. He's a big six foot. Three defensemen, rangy, great skater, puck mover. He'd be a really good get if you were to trade down to like the 10, 11, 12 range, which is where Promen thinks he goes right now. He'd be a really good get in that range. Personally, I'm more for getting another first in this draft, whether it's through the chicken trade or something else, and then using other things to try to trade up. But the trade down, like I said, it all depends on the type of asset you get as the with it. My my stupid reasoning, and I know it's stupid, but I'm so tired of being a defensive team. <laughs> I want to see fucking goals, man. <laughs> so I, I'm I looking know. for offense. It's like, please. <laughs> no, I I started losing my luster for, um. I started really losing the luster for John Chaika when he went Victor Soderstrom. Again, I don't dislike Victor Soderstrom. Nothing against Victor Soderstrom. But I really started losing my luster for him when he traded up to draft him. Passing on guys like Cole Caulfield and Matt Boldy, who are legit stars now in this league. I cried. I literally cried. I was like, I can't believe it. I was so upset. I think that I think that year when we were still doing the prospect thing, I remember I was the Minnesota Wild in our mock draft. We did it. I traded everything I could to trade up to get the 
get uh, Zgrist, but they wound up pretty well with uh, Boldy. Yeah, yeah, that hurt. Mm. Yeah, I've never been this. Those both were fun, like, except for the trades. Yeah, the trades are crazy because every trade, every pick of the first round trick got traded. They went way yeah. overboard with that. Yeah, it's like, come on, at le- and then make the trade at least believable. Ugh. It was, uh, oh yeah, it was crazy. Uh, yeah, maybe I should bring that back, but I don't know. It's kind of hard because there's a lot of people in that group now, and there's only so many teams, and everybody like, oh, I want my team, I want my team, and like, well, we have five GMs for for the Buffalo Sabers. <laughs> so yeah, it'd be too hard. Yeah, but what we'll ha- what we'll have to do because me, you, and Matt all know prospects pretty decently. We'll have to have you back on pre-draft and kind of have like a little prospect rundown when we know where we pick and all of that. Yeah, I think that would be see, a nice one. after the lottery. That's the thing. Is, I mean, we can only go what we know right now. That's only one pick, but we know we're going to get more. So, yep. like, and where and where we sit, you know, we don't know where we're gonna sit. You know, we so, we can still have the number one pick where we sit right now. Still possible. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. If we, uh, it is entirely possible to win the lottery. I uh, can't. I can't imagine the first overall gets it twice in a year, or twice in a row. But uh, I, I looked I'm at this. Not, and- I'm just not counting on the lottery gods. So yeah, yeah. But if you if you look at at the numbers, uh, fourth and fifth are the ones that jump into the first place when it happens. <laughs> so we got to start. We got to start wrapping this up. Um, yeah, we'll exactly. get to your. We'll get to your Mount Rushmore in a second. But I want your thoughts on a Jacob Chikrin trade. Uh, do you think we need to trade him by the trade deadline, or or do you think we're okay waiting till the draft? I'm okay waiting till the draft. That that's me. I just Personally, don't want to hear. I want him traded by the trade deadline just so we can get this over with and stop hearing about it. Exactly. I don't want to hear. Oh, they screwed up. They don't know what they're doing. That's what I yeah. want. Yep, that's where I'm at. It's like, no, we do. We just don't want to hear your stupid mouth, you know. So I mean, and if if you know the things are true, you know, if Columbus is in it. That's better for us because where they sit in the on the board, you know, I don't know. But again, can't call that kind of holiday. No, nope, nope. I'll let the lottery balls fall where they fall. We're going to yeah, be a good player no matter what. In the, in the chat was, group, I'm like, I'm fucking tired of it. You know, what happens, happens. <laughs> and that's just it. I was upset at some of the wins earlier this year because we were winning behind goals from Nick Ritchie and guys who aren't going to be here. I'm not upset about these wins in the last week because they're coming off of Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz and Lawson Krause and guys who are going to be here long term. The core. These yeah. are wins that matter more than the wins we were getting earlier in the season. So yeah. I'm not upset that, about these wins. That was making me upset because they're like, oh, maybe in the 
you know, we're farther along. No, we're getting goalies. We're getting goalie wins. You know, yeah, exactly. Thirty to 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 ten on shots. You know, we're not that far ahead. You know, so stop it. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. stop it. <laughs> Even the wins we're getting now, they're unsustainable. It's not going to maintain. We will come back down to earth. But let's yeah. enjoy these. Let's enjoy these. They're coming off of the back of Clayton Keller. They're coming off the back of Nick Schmaltz. Clayton Keller has been unreal these last three weeks. Just unreal. Legit superstar stuff. Let's just enjoy it. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, hey, we all agree freaking Bill Armstrong's a freaking god. So, I mean, like, if I met him, I'd be like a freaking Ewok seeing uh, C3 for the first time. Like, oh, oh. Like, this is a fucking god. I mean, he's no <laughs> You know, just trust in him. You know, we're, we're a... just here sitting on our couches. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. At the end of the day, I do this as a hobby, not as a living. I do yeah. this because I find it fun. I have no stress. I can say whatever I want. And all I have to say is, oh, well, looks like I was wrong. I don't have a job on the line. Hit yeah, with the you shrug emoji. My, my biggest call was uh, Philip ZB. Wanted him so bad, and look it. But you know, it didn't cost me anything. Well, exactly, <laughs> it didn't cost me anything. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> so what? Bill Armstrong, he's not going to be wrong. He does it. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's just knowledge you can't get in college. <laughs> but yeah, but that's how I feel about it. That you know. Ugh. I want it over, but you know, I think for the club wise, it'd be better if we waited till the, till the draft. But I want it over. Yeah, I I don't mind waiting till the draft. I think we're fine. I don't. I think if you don't move him out of the draft, it starts getting a little worrisome. I think his price starts to go down, and the fact that he has that no trade clause kicking in on uh, June first or no July first is a little scary to me, but. But the job happens before I, that. So. <laughs> exactly. The trade. If the trade happens before, then it doesn't matter. The draft happens before, then we're all good. I can't imagine we don't trade them by the draft. It's well, just. Uh, I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm sick of speculating. The one thing that's pissing me off right now is the whole. You know, it's not fair to check when you sit them for trade related reasons. Hey, you know what, Puto? Shut the fuck up, because you guys said nothing about that when they did it to Taylor Hall. When New Jersey sat him for fucking three straight games, you got nope. no one said a damn thing. And correct me Again, if I'm wrong. Yeah. But other, this is like this is a unique thing. Teams have done no. this. No, oh, it's not Usually, unique. Yeah, and uh, Columbus is doing it right now because yeah. they need assets back. It's smart. It's business. If the player was okay with it, that's what makes it make sense. Um, I was reading yesterday, part of the reason St. Louis pulled the trigger on this trade now is Ryan O'Reilly. They went to Ryan O'Reilly and asked if he'd be okay sitting, and Ryan O'Reilly said no, he wouldn't be. So they pulled the trigger now rather than risk him getting hurt. If the player's okay with it, it shouldn't matter. 
again, it's the whole, well, it's Arizona. They know what they're doing. It's Batman's favorite team. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like I tell people now, yeah, he is. It is his favorite team. Why shouldn't it be? Look at you guys. You guys suck. (laughs) No. If that's what you want to do, fine. I'll hide that tail. But hey, you want my my Mount Rushmore? Yes, sir. All right. Okay. So, obviously, donor. No brainer. Mm -hmm. Mr. Mr. Coyote. My second is uh, <laughs> Rafi Torres. I love me Rafi Torres. I'm old school. I like I like the big hits. I and then the third is my man uh, Stefan. I love Stefan. I love the way he he, he should have been uh, the captain, the smart man on the ice. You know, I think he did a lot for for the players. Um, for the young guys and learning under his leadership. Now the fourth, uh, that's the one I'm struggling on. Um, he wasn't here very long, so, but you know, I'm going to say Domi. I did like Domi, you know, especially when he, he knocked out, uh, what's his face from the Ducks? Corey uh, Perry. Oh yeah. Yeah. Corey Perry. That's what it was. No, no, no. It wasn't Corey Perry. It was, uh, uh, Ryan Kessler, Ryan Kessler. Oh, Kessler. Yeah. oh yeah. yeah. But I mean, he he was uh, cast, part of, uh charismatic about being here, you know, until his dad got a hold of him. <laughs> and uh, you know, again, there was there's another video, uh, insider video at the draft, and uh, he admitted that uh, he didn't know the cameras on him. He admitted he wanted to come here. You know, and his sister even said that. He's like, oh, that's the team you wanted to go to. Like, yeah. So he wanted to be here. I don't know what happened. Obviously, Chica didn't like him. Uh, but that, that's pretty much normal when a new GM, because it wasn't his pick. It wasn't his guy. But I'd go with Domi. Because, I mean, he was all about the Valley when he was here. Until his dad got a hold of him. Nice, so, yeah. respectable list. Yeah, it is. And Rafi Torres, I just, uh, like I said, I'm old school. I love big hits. I still say that was a clean hit. <laughs> he shouldn't have got 25 games for hitting Hosa. <laughs> Take that, Blackhawk fans. Yeah, that's my that It's Pretty good. Like I said, it's, it's always been interesting. We always get just a different answer every time. It's probably, probably my favorite thing about having guests on. Is that question yeah. there? So we've gotten everything from Chris Colanos, Nikolai Havy Bulin, uh, Pat Brown was on and said Lindsey Fry. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gotten all kinds of answers, so it's it's always fun. It's always one of the it's one of my favorite things about having the guest on, aside from the talking hockey, is finding out the Mount Rushmore because it says so much about who you are as a fan and what you and what you like about hockey. Yeah. So, like oh. I said, I'm cool. I like fights. I like big hits. I'm wrong I with like that. The- it's one of the best parts of the league game. <laughs> so, I do see it coming back to a point because of all the good talent up there, but it will never be what it was. That's just my take. Well, I think with... All that. Uh, Many closing remarks, boys, before we get this thing going? 
No, just remember to check out uh, Tempe Wins, their Twitter page. They did a cleanup today with uh, Keep Tempe Beautiful. Had some volunteers out there picking up trash along the highways and whatnot. So they're doing good work, and they are doing what they can to spread the message about voting voting in May. So just keep it, keep it in mind, especially if you're a resident of Tempe. You, we got to get out and vote if we want this arena approved. I agree with that. Well, I'd say go Yotes. Go Yotes. Absolutely. Go Yotes. And uh, thank you again, Mr. Big Tortilla, for coming on the show, sharing us your story, and just talking hockey with us. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, again, thanks for having me. It's been a blast. I was worried about it. I've never done this before. so It was a blast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. It was a blast having you on. Like I said, definitely got to make it happen again, especially... Especially get some good draft talk in before, at, like I said, once we know where we pick. Yeah, I'd definitely be in for that. Okay, cool. Sounds like we'll have a draft special then. Sounds like a plan. Right. Can do that. All right. Well, that's all of it then. Thank you guys all for listening. Uh, we will see you hopefully soon with our special episode. And until then, 